Daddy, what are you doing? Um, I'm recording a show. Oh. I wanna go where the moon shines bright. I wanna dance under the stars tonight. Hello, my fellow faith-based investors. This is Financial Advisor Say the Darnest Things. Now, I'm your host and my mom's favorite faith-based investment advisor, A.B. Ridgeway. If this is your first time to the show, I want to say welcome. And if you're coming back for another spiritual refill and want to learn more ways to increase your faith and increase your finances, welcome back. We have a very exciting show for you today. We're going to cover topics like spiritual financial planning, you know, how much should you allocate to your eternal life? We'll be discussing how do you find your divine purpose through your finances and how to make more money by giving assets away. Now, now be sure to stay until the end of the podcast because we have a very special offer for you. But before we start, I'd like to begin with a scripture. Psalms chapter 119, verse 2. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. Now, I'll go further in that scripture, but I'm going to need a little help from my next guest. If you've been following my social media, then our next guest is no stranger to you. She's the founder of Radiant Wealth Planning, LLC, a money manager, a host of her own show, Your Radiant Life and Money Show, and not just a financial planner, but a spiritual financial planner. And it is through her expertise that she helps clients build a life that is aligned with their soul's purpose. And as an independent fee-only advisor, she has never paid commissions from any third party. She is paid for her service to you. By the grace of God, I would like to welcome our next guest, Ms. Randa Hoffman. Hello, Randa. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Like I said, it's a little warm here in, in Louisiana. And uh, mm. it's a little cold too, which is pretty odd. You know, we, we have a lot of <laughs> humidity, it gets hot. And then the next day it's, you know, near 30 degrees. So we're trying to battle that here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 Well, well, thank you once again for coming on the show. I think our listeners are really going to be empowered by who you are, what you stand for. And, you know, I just can't wait to kind of get into this spiritual financial planning, right? You know, I think we're all familiar with traditional financial planning to an extent, but to, to really dive into what spiritual financial planning is, um, is going to be great. Um, but also, you know, before we start, I do want to let people know, you know, kind of how we met, you know, like, how do I, you know, get in contact with somebody who is just as awesome as you, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I just kind of want to give some background is that, you know, we're both part of XYPN, which is XY Planning Network. And we are RIA owners, right? And, and our job is to really put the client first. You know, we're, we're true fiduciaries, right? We really act in the best interest of our clients. And I was just wowed by, you know, your, your presentation about your firm, what you do in the niche that you serve. And, and I'm not going to steal all your thunder. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. This is, this is your opportunity to kind of, you know, tell your own story. But I just want people to know that, you know, if you're tuning in, you're listening to this, this conversation right here, um, please turn up your audio just a little bit further, because we're going to dive in a little bit deeper than what you may think about financial planning. So, Randa, you want to go ahead and kind of explain your background, what you do? Sure. So 
you know, when I started the firm in 2020, at the end of 2020, I thought being a financial advisor exclusively for women was a niche. You know, I mean, I know we're 50% of the population and we're going to hold most of the wealth and all that goodness. But for some reason, I'm like, that's the niche because I see other women like myself that it's hard to find somebody that we can trust. So I'm like, this is perfect. You know, there's already that common ground of, you know, female and a female. That's awesome. But then I started realizing, well, okay, that's good. Um, I went through, I want to say spiritual awakening, even though I've always been spiritual, but um, it almost took it to another level. I'm like, hmm, this really should be spiritual financial planning. And, you know, I created a way on how to do that. And then I really started thinking, you know what, if a guy came to me and said, Randa, I really like what you're doing. This resonates. Can you please help me? I cannot turn anybody away. I can't turn him away. So then I ended up, you know, opening the firm to all. It doesn't matter, male, female, alien. I don't care who you are. You're welcome. (laughs) But in a way, it really niched me down so much more because what I do is so very different. Right. And and speaking of different, can you... You know, for those who are not familiar with it, can you kind of break down your process as far as what makes it different? When somebody talks to a financial advisor and, you know, and I know we're all different, right? All financial advisors are different, but, you know, I came from a very traditional firm. And so my experience was the traditional financial advisor. I'll call that the traditional financial advisor would ask a client, okay, so when do you want to retire? Do you want to you know, pay for the kids school or grandkids school. Do you have any goals like, you know, buy a house, remodel a house, buy a car, right? Th- those are the traditional. Right. And, and that, that works. It's good. Um, you know, a firm I was with is a hundred year old company. So, <laughs> okay. It, it's good. It was good for a hundred years, right, right. but then I started questioning and, and the question was, did we all come to planet earth to have the exact same goals? Is it really, really like the answer is no, that's a sort, you know, like, of course not. So what should we be planning for financially, non-financially that's really in alignment with our soul's purpose? Why did I come to earth? Why did you come to earth in the plan? It could be financial and there's things in there that's non-financial, it's going to be, it's going to look very different for you. It's going to look different for me. It's going to look different for every client that I have is so different. Right. Right. And so how do we find that? You know, it starts with a guided visualization and then we take it from there. So so this, this guided visualization that you're doing, Mm -hmm. right. So, and a lot of stuff that you're saying resonates with, with me personally, because, you know, I feel the same way, you know, you can, we can crunch the numbers all day. Right. Mm-hmm. So if somebody gives us a case study or we have, you know, you know, Jane Doe at, you know, 60 years old and they have X amount of dollars, what should they do? We can give you a scenario there. But there's a spirit. You know, Jane is not just a number on a sheet of paper. They're a spirit. They have feelings. They have emotions and they're going to feel different about those, those numbers. So can you kind of give me an idea about what that visualization looks like to transition people from strictly numbers to this vision of their spiritual journey or their, their, their spiritual financial plan. Yeah. You know, even Jane Doe, not only does she have different feelings on the number, she has a soul's purpose, a soul's mission. 
you know, so, you know, my belief is that we were all born for a reason. Nobody comes here willy nilly. Right. You know, there, right. there is a master plan, right? I was say, I think mine is to make peanut butter jelly sandwiches for my children. Hey, that's the plan. <laughs> that's a plan. Mine is to love my cat. So it's unconditionally. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and believe it or not, even, even if a client says that, Hey, there's a financial plan for that. And that would be, what would you like to do with cats? Do you want right. to create a sanctuary? Do you want to, you know, so everything generates one. Do you mind kind of running through what that visualization process looks like? You know what? That's perfect because um, it takes it from theoretical to actually doing it. And so, okay, let's do this together. And if you, if you can't close your eyes now, cause you're, you're driving or whatever you're doing, you know, just come back to the podcast and do this. This, yeah, be, this be is safe. powerful. Let's be safe. Yeah. Let's be safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to get an email. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. So I want you to close your eyes and I always close my eyes and I just connect with my guiding system, my spiritual team. Um, so take a deep breath in exhale. Just settle your energy for a minute. Take a deep breath in. When you exhale, do it through your mouth. And I want you to imagine yourself as your elder self. This is the self that is 97, 98, maybe older. I want your elder self to look around where are they at? Are they by the ocean, by the mountain, by the forest, inside a room? Just take a look around. Are there people there? Is it quiet? Are there noises? And I want your elder self to close his eyes, close her eyes and say to themselves, I had a really good life. This was a really good life. And then your elder self opens her eyes, opens his eyes and looks at you sitting there and tells you what about this life was so good. Where did they go? What did they do? Who were they with? What did they accomplish? And I want you to just listen. Listen to what your elder self shares with you. You can just hear the joy in their voice. And when you feel like the elder self shared everything they wanted to share with you right now, just for this moment. I want you to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for following your heart. And thank you for fulfilling your soul's mission, your soul's purpose. Thank you. Wow. Your elder self looks at you with so much love and tells you, She's been with you or he's been with you this entire time. They know the challenges you've gone through. They know who you are today. And they are just so proud of you. 
is so proud of you and loves you so much. There is so much love for you. And I want you to stand up and leave the room or if you're outside, just walk out and walk into the room and to the door where you're at right now and sit where you're sitting. And when you feel like you've clicked into place or locked into place or become one, when you're ready, open your eyes. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can say is wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I was, you know what, it's, it's funny, right? And this is, it's crazy, but I felt a sense of peace. It was weird. You know, yeah. it's, you know, I was sitting on the back porch and, you know, my, my eldest kids are around me and, you know, my, my grandbabies are kind of running around the house as well, but like all the commotions inside and I'm kind of outside and then I could just kind of feel them come toward me, you know, introducing mm -hmm. me to, you know, their, their newborn baby or, you know, their three-year-old or whatever it is. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm telling stories about my life and, Hey, you know, I, I remember your mom did this, or, you know, your dad did this. And, and it's just, a, it was a wonderful feeling you know, to, to be so around much. all these people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to say like this, I want you to meet this person, you know, mm -hmm. like this is your grandfather. He has so many stories, you know, so many people that he's met and places that he's been, you know, I want you to, you know, to, to meet him and to, to, you know, and give me the opportunity to kind of share with him, you know, and that he listened and like, that's, that was amazing. That literally was amazing. That is so cool. That is yeah. funny. <laughs> and a lot of it comes I mean, we spend an hour and a half writing everything down, right? You know, the biggest one, a lot of things come out of it. Um, a lot of interesting financial stuff comes out of it. A lot of it is what's the theme, the energetic theme of your life of your life is your soul's purpose. What is that theme? Right. And that's what we want to capture. Yeah. And mine's, if I had to write it down was living a life worth writing about. Are, yes. are worth telling you know it's like when somebody asks me what did I do in my life it, it doesn't matter exactly what I, it wasn't about money it wasn't about you know any of that it was about the experiences and being so well versed that it can gain the attention of many generations you know not yes. just my kids but the kids kids see and so that means that your financial plan would have a lot um we would put in there would travel experiences for you. A lot of experiences is important to you, right? So yeah. we would have things. Um, what, what is those experiences that would fulfill your souls, your heart's calling and something that you could share for you. It's a family is big for you. So we would have something family, a lot of family stuff together. What does that mean? Right. You know, and I don't, I don't want us to exclude that, that, you know, people are like, well, what about retirement? Well, you know, I'm not a, a lot of people are retirement planners. You know, I'm not a retirement planner, but I always ask the question, when are we going to make work optional? Right. It could be in five years. You know, I, I have a belief that there's no reason for us to wait till we're 65 to start living the best life we can. Hopefully we're still alive at 65. Right. I mean, you, you know, my friend's friend just passed away yesterday at 55. So yeah. I don't want us to wait. Bob Saget yes. just passed away at 65 as well. Exactly. Exactly. Imagine if we're working our butts off and retire, you know, 
doing our financial plan so we can retire at 65. No, let's start living now, now, now. We have to, I am so adamant that we have to start fulfilling our heart's calling now, now. Yeah, you know, it kind of goes back to our scripture. You know, I kind of hinted at the fact that we were going to reintroduce this later on. But, you know, it says how blessed are those who observe his testimonies, you know, and Mm -hmm. and the testimony of that elder me, right? Mm -hmm. I have to listen to that and say, listen, Mm -hmm. he's trying to cry out to you and say, listen, live a life worth living. Don't stay in your house all day and just for the sake of work, you know, sit in a little corner or, or whatever it may be. But go out into the world and experience. Like you said, we're here in this world for a reason. You know, we're not here for no reason. And it says, who seek him with all their heart. And what I love about your financial, your, your spiritual financial planning is that that person that you're seeking with all your heart is your elder self. Like mm-hmm. you're seeking that peace at that age. And, and it starts now. And, and mm-hmm. like you said, it starts with gratitude, saying thank you for being who you are and recognizing that I am somebody worth becoming. And I think that's a tidbit that I really took, you know, took away from it. When we're doing this exercise, we're imagining that person we are willing to become. Because sometimes, you know, if you're not doing the right things, you may not become the right person. I forgot what the saying is, but it's, you know, if you want to make a million dollars or if you want to be successful, it's not about what you have to do. It's the person you have to become, you know, the Mm -hmm. person who's disciplined, the person who listens, the person who works. So to imagine myself as 97, it makes me think, okay, what do I need to do now to mm. become that person who can enjoy the next generation, you know, who can, who can pass on those stories. And I just, I think, you know, that scripture, and I think that your comparison is just, it just goes hand in hand. It's just a, a beautiful combination. Mm-hmm. And it all starts with know thyself. Yes. It, you know, so how do we know thyself? Well, let's ask our elder self and really, and I, if I were to take this on the completely spiritual side. Yes, go ahead. Our elder self really is our higher self. This is the perfected version of ourself. You know, um, this higher self, it's our source self. Okay. It's what helps us guide us. Like when we're off track, when we feel like we're off track and our our elder self or our higher self is like, come on, not we can't we didn't come here to do this. Let's 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 get going. Let's let's go. Right. So it's right. what helps you get back on track. Yeah. Uh, this is a perfect time uh, to let all of you know that if you would like to speak with Ms. Randall Hoffman, I will be having a 30-minute live Q&A session on YouTube Live after the show to dive a little bit deeper into these topics and, and allow the audience to kind of ask those questions. And I know you're biting at the bit and you've been writing them down like a, a great listener would, uh, but be sure to also subscribe to our social media platforms. This will give you the opportunity to engage with us, not just on Fridays, but every day of the week. So you can increase your faith and you can increase your finances. We were talking about transformations. We were talking about uh, identifying your elder self and we were going to get into our divine purpose, right? And everybody wants to be rich, but, but most of the time, they are, they are either unhappy or they feel like they've missed out on life. So um, can we dive more into how to identify your divine purpose in your finances? Because I think um, it falls on, there's two sides to it. There's a lot of more sides, but if, if I were just to say two sides, one is 
I really, really need to be rich. I really, really want to be rich. At the end of the day, you ask them why, because they want to be happy. Okay, well, we can create happy events now. And that would really fulfill your heart's calling, really make you really happy. Now, the other side to it, and of course, you know, hey, listen, I'm, I want to be wealthy and I want a mansion and a yacht and a private jet. There is nothing wrong with that. So now it goes to the other side. People are like, no, um, money is evil. Well, no, it's not. Money is just an energy, right? It's the person. It magnifies the quality of the person. Yes. So whatever the person is, when they have money, they're just more of that, you know? We're, we're talking about divine purpose, right? We're just talking oh, yeah. about how to identify your divine purpose. And, and like I said, in your business, you know, I'm sure that you come across a lot of clients um, that has changed, you know, due to, you know, your experience, like even me with the short exercise, um, I just feel rejuvenated, right? For the podcast is like weird. It's like the second half of this podcast. I'm just very excited to hear what's going on next, right? Uh, do you have any type of stories of clients that you've dealt with and how they transform their lives to maybe, you know, not knowing what they want to do, you know, not knowing what financial planning was. And then when they met you and they met their elder selves, that their life just changed. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I don't know what, it, you know, like when I do the guided visualization, I always come in. It's very important to me that um, I set my energy and come in as a clear slate. Right. Okay. Because I don't want my energy to uh, influence anything. And when we're writing everything down, you know, the way I ask questions or the feeling I get, because I'm intuitive, right? So I feel, I hear, and I know the three intuitive parts. So I do that from a very clear slate. I'm just the messenger in a way, okay? But our divine purpose comes from them. And honestly, honestly, every time they coming back from the guide to visualization, they say what it is, you know, most recent one, a client say, said, I'm here to create something big. I'm here to create something big. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, you know, I, I can tap into that. Like, yeah, I know. I don't know what it is yet. And, you know, he didn't tap into that yet. He doesn't know, but we're like, yes. Yeah. So what we do from there is kind of create little steps. Okay. What can we do? Well, my advice for him is he needs to have a little more fun so he can open up to that. And, you know, the guys are like, we really want to communicate with him. We really want to help him out, (laughs) but you know, he just needs to relax and open up and have a little fun. So it's just that. And honestly, it's never you created this business with this many employees and this is how you did it. I had one client that's like that. And sure enough, just like killing it. It's amazing. Um, But a lot of times it's not like that. And that's okay too. The outcome is for exactly what you need to hear at this moment. Your high, your elder self will tell you exactly what you need to hear at this moment. And and I was like, it was two things that kind of came to mind. One was once you find your divine purpose, that, you know, budget's a dirty word in our industry, right? Nobody wants to talk mm-hmm. about budget. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. The word's budget, no matter if you call it a spending plan, whether you call it a, a fun Don't take plan, my whatever. latte away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever it is, right? It, it's a budget. But the, the way it's supposed to be used is not to restrict your spending. And I think that's how a lot of people use it, people who are inexperienced. But really what a budget is, is redirecting your dollars into things that are more meaningful and are going to have a better return, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're overspending on 
you know, food services or, or DoorDash or whatever it may be, and you're losing money and you can't afford the things you really want to do. Well, that means it's not that you don't have enough money. It's just that you're directing the money into places that it doesn't need to be. Hmm. You know, so that's, Very good point. So that's kind of like, you know, like the first idea um, as far as that transitioning and, and finding your purpose. You know, can I just jump in there for a yeah, minute? Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you know why that's so powerful is because money is energy. It right. has an energy flow, right? It, it is energy. So what we're doing is instead of budget, it's a cash flow. Where is the cash flowing to? Right. So we want to know where your cash is flowing, not to say, don't do this or do this, or now it's more powerful because now we're here, you know, like we're on a mission, like we need to get, (laughs) we need to get it done, you know, no, no more, no more just spending willy nilly either. So yeah, let's find out the flow of the cash. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, I make this little joke and, uh, you know, I, I dealt with many clients in, in my prior life. I was with JP Morgan for nearly a decade. And sometimes I would do this exercise with some people. I'll sit them down. And I'll go, Hey, I was like, I don't need you to tell me anything. I can look at your checkbook and I can figure out what you want to do in life and who you are, because you're going to direct your money to what you like to do. If you love to go to a casino, that's where you're going to see your cash flow go. If you love your grandchildren, that's where you're going to see your, your cash flow go. You know, I don't need to, um, I don't need to, you know, hear your side of it. I can see where your money goes. Now, if we're going to make that shift, we need to know why. We need to know why you feel, you know, your kids are, are your divine purpose, or why do you feel that, you know, investing in cars or in home is your passion. And once you understand that, you can figure out, okay, you're on the right path. You know, hey, you want to do something big? what is it that you want to do big? Let's redirect those dollars into that, that big plan of yours. And I think that's what gives people security. Not if you make an additional one or 2% in the market, right? It was like, Oh, you know, I, I was unexcited for 2.1, but 2.2. Yeah. We're throwing a party. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. But when you love Disneyland and your grandchildren love Disneyland and the money that you save from not, you know, making that purchase. And this is my other point I'm going to make quickly, but to take everybody to Disneyland, you're fulfilled. It mm. makes you feel good. Like, wow, this was worth me putting money to the side for later on, you know, saving in my 401k or, or contributing to um, a Roth account or whatever it may be. So I can have this experience. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why I kind of feel mm. about the purpose of having a divine purpose or mm. the reason to have a divine purpose. And to have a financial plan based on that. Yes. You and, know. And, yeah. and, and I think too many times as financial advisors is like, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your money. I'm telling, I'm here to give you the options of what you can do with your money, right? Cause this is your money. This is not mine. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people think like, well, what are you going to do if I give you this million dollars? It's like, it's not about what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's about what are you going to do? Right. Because yeah, you need yeah. to identify what you want to do with it. Now I'm going to tell you if it's a good idea or not. Now, if you want to live till, you know, 87 and you want to buy a million dollar home and you only have a million dollars, I don't think that's a good idea, <laughs> right? Because you need yeah. food, water, shelter and everything else. But once you're able to open up to me and you're able to explain those things, I think it all works out, you know? And then like yeah. I said, you got your divine purpose and what you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, And you know, money le- likes to be appreciated. It does. You know, it likes to be managed. It truly does. Um, it shows gratitude and appreciation. You know, you want to give every dollar some a task, a job, you know, likes to be managed and appreciated. So 
Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. On, on that topic, can, can I throw something out to you as well, too? So we're talking about divine purpose. Um, we're talking about um, finding your elder self. And, and you talked about something like gratitude and giving. Can we kind of talk about, do, do you have an aspect in your spiritual uh, financial planning about their contribution to the world? So, you know, we kind of talked about what we want from the world. Um, do you have an aspect about them, you know, contributing to humanity or, you know, what they're giving to the world? Somebody fulfilling their soul's mission is their contribution to the world. Mm. You know, they, we have soul contracts like you and I, we have a soul contract together. You know, our contract was Randa, you would be in this person with this firm, uh, doing spiritual financial planning and you, you know, would be in your firm doing your thing. And when we both fulfill our side of the contract, we'll come together and do whatever we need to do to follow through. Right. Right. Everybody has soul contracts. Everybody, everybody. There are some people out there waiting for this individual to fulfill their soul's contract so they can connect. So who to fulfill their soul's journey. So somebody doing that and following their hearts, you know, I keep saying your heart's calling, you know, you can, you can feel it at your heart. It's kind of almost like tugs you towards something, you know, for me, radiant wealth planning wanted to be born so bad. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Already. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> Jeez, right. So when somebody follows their heart's calling, that is their gift to the world. That is no, it's selfish not to. Right. It's almost like that. You can't take care of the world if you haven't taken care of yourself kind of mentality, right? If, yeah. If, if you're not healed and you're not whole, um, you're going to impact all the lives that you're going to meet. If you're grumpy or upset or, or feel the world is against you, you're going to give that same energy to everybody else, correct? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 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 You know what? And, and if we want to go back to the the giving and part of dollars and time, you know, that's also good too, right? It just shows gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you always want to say it three times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it, it just shows gratitude. Yeah. For where you're at, even, you know, honestly, when I started the firm, you know, starting a business on your own, <laughs> man, this is, it can get pretty scary at times. And I, there was a time where it's like, it was really dark. It was one of my darkest moments. And I just had to be like, I can't be grateful for living in this apartment. For example, I'm like, I don't know, uh, you right. know, and I can have all these things, but I could be grateful for having my eyesight. Right. I was so grateful for having my arms. Like, oh mm -hmm. my God, thank you for having my legs that I can drive around and meet people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So sometimes it's just gratitude for the simplest thing. Whatever you have to say to soothe that, um, to soothe yourself, that feels good. If like that doesn't feel good. Well, don't don't say that. Say something else. You have to keep tinkering with it till it feels good. Yeah, you know, I, I totally agree. The idea of gratitude um, for me, especially goal settings, yeah, because in the financial planning industry, it goals kind of rule our lives, <laughs> right? It's like, <laughs> you know, you know, numbers are the numbers. They're going to be the numbers, you know. But you know, what do these numbers mean to you? Right. Does this mean a vacation? Does this mean, you know, living a, a, a more fulfilled life? Mm -hmm. But what I want to say about gratitude is that one thing I've learned in, in my, like I said, my decade of experience here is that if you're not grateful for where you are, you'll never be grateful for where you go. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you get the client who comes in um, and, you know, let's say they have, you know, a million dollars in the IRA and they have, you know, another 500, you know, thousand, a 401k or whatever it may be. 
and they're unhappy. They're unhappy with what they're, they're getting for whatever reason, right? Even if you double their money, even if you, you know, you, they beat the market by, you know, 6% or whatever it may be, they're still not happy. They want more. They're, they're never satiated. Because they're looking for happiness. That's why. That's why they want more. Right. A feeling, a a feeling of satisfaction, of fulfillment. And I think with gratitude, what what that does, it draws you in and says, listen, I'm grateful for what I have. Everything else, we have a term down here in Lafayette called lanyap. I don't know if you know what lanyap means, but um, everybody Mm -hmm. in Cajun country knows what lanyap is, but it means something a little bit extra, something Mm -hmm. special, a little something sweet. What, what, What store owners would do is that You'll buy something. Let's say you brought an orange. They may give you a little piece of candy, candy, you Aww. know, for free. It's like it's some, some line, yeah, just a little bit extra. <laughs> and I, I think what gratitude does is makes you appreciate everything that you have. So everything else feels like extra. Everything feels like something sweet. Life feels sweeter. But if you're not grateful for what you have, when you get more, you're, you're going to be like a spoiled child. You, you're <laughs> going to feel, I, I feel like relationships break down when gratitude turns into entitlement. And that's what happens sometimes with our, our financial planning aspect. You know, people come in, they feel, enti- you know, instead of being grateful that, you know, somebody has earned them, you know, 10, 12% in the market and they haven't lost everything, right? They, they, it's a sense of entitlement, like you should be doing this or this should happen, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's where um, they'll never be satiated. And, and there's some clients out there, you know, but mm-hmm. there are some who do have a sense of gratitude. So um, let's dive a little bit more. I want to get your perspective on gratitude a little bit more if you can. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, on the spiritual side, everything for me is energy, vibration, mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, you know, how is that your belief system? I would take that client and do a guided visualization and really dig deep and find out why is this person not grateful? What's going on? What's going on? Right. There's always something more to it than just mm. the, the dollars. There, there's so much deeper than just that. And, and, and honestly, we, we do talk about the dollars, but the dollars is more like a behind the scenes thing, but gratitude, when you're grateful, when you're saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, and maybe even take it a step further saying it, thank you, thank you, thank you for advance things in advance. Right. You know? So I say, thank you. Thank you for the clients that I don't even know. I, that I haven't met yet. Thank you. Thank you for introducing me to them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you for the love of my life that I don't even know exists. <laughs> right? right. And he doesn't even know I exist, but thank you. Thank you for introducing me to him. Thank you for this amazing life. Thank you. Thank you. It just shows gratitude. What it is, it's your vibration. If we, you know, and a lot of people heard of law of attraction and they think just be happy all the time. It's like, well, it's not really like that, but it's a good start. Right. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. But anyway, but it is good. It just shows gratitude when you're showing. Uh, and you could call it God, divine, um, you know, whatever, whatever the universe, whatever you want to call it, that, that resonates with you. When you show it gratitude, you're going to get more of that. So what yeah. is that, that, that you want more of? And what is that, that you're speaking of? Yeah. Right? yeah. And that kind of goes back to what yeah. we talked about before. Is how do you make more money by giving assets away? And, and, and I use that word asset on purpose because an asset doesn't have to be currency. It doesn't have to be money. It, like mm-hmm. you said, it could be gratitude. It could be uh, faithfulness. It could be loyalty. It could be love, right? Yes. And, yeah. and when you're able to, to give that abundantly, there's a thing called, um, it's called a uh, scarcity economy, you know, mm-hmm. or a scarcity economy, right? Mindset, so, yep. Yeah. yeah. But, but the idea here is that there's a limited supply, you know? Yes. It's a finite amount, but there's no finite amount of love, right? Um, I think they call it a scarcity economy, 
but but the but the idea is that there's no limit on love, but there are some real world limits on like time, right? I, I can't spend eight hours talking to my mommy. I love my mom, you know, <laughs> but I, I can't spend eight hours of my day talking to her every day, right? It just it just wouldn't work. But I love her, you know, beyond all belief, right? Mm-hmm. I love my parents beyond all belief. But I think people feel that um, the the gratitude is something they can't give away all the time, right? But if you give it away, it's going to come back to you. People are going to be mm-hmm. grateful for who you are. People mm-hmm. are going to be kind to you. People are going to, you know, you want more love, you give more love, right? If you want more money, get yourself an opportunity to give more money. And what I mean by that is that when you invest, what do you have to do? You, you have to give your money away, right? You have to give your money to another company and say, I trust that you're going to be doing the business. And what do you get? And hopefully get you get a return on investments. You know, when you're dedicating your time and resources to other people, you're going to get that back. And it doesn't have to be scarce. It can be in abundance, right? And, and mm-hmm. I think that's the mindset that we really want to, um, to let our listeners know is that right now you may not feel like you're doing very well. You may feel that, you know, the world, you know, I don't have $3 million like my next door neighbor, right? But let, let's let go of that um, scarcity mentality and just let you know, be grateful for what you have, and that there's, there's, there's tons of money and assets out there for you, right? If we can only just imagine and open our hearts and our minds to the possibility, right? And stop comparing yourself, not, not you, but you know, that, that, that comparison, you know, you are not your neighbor. Right. Hallelujah. We don't want to be neighbors <laughs> like that. Don't want to be that. Yeah. You don't want to be that. No, you, we, we need you to be you. Right. And what if the, your 3 million, the equivalent to 3 million is really 10 million. It's that self-identity, right? It's, it's like you said, your divine purpose. And, and when you have your divine purpose, you won't be distracted. Right? You, you, you don't care. You don't. <laughs> you you don't. really don't. Like, I don't care what so-and-so is doing. Like, I don't, I don't care. A lot of people in sales, you know, we're not, you know, quote unquote sales, but I'm going to include the financial advisors. But, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to send this client over to you. It's my client, right? right? It's like, no, there's so many people that can use our services. Yes. One other financial advisor, she's my dear friend. She uh, referred a client to me. She's like, you know, Randy, I think you're your best fit. I'm like, oh my God. Right. Like, like I love her to pieces, not because of that, but like <laughs> she just helps. shines so much brighter for me right now. It's like, wow. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. There's enough space for everybody. Like so you're a financial advisor, you have your own show and, and you blessed our platform, right? With your presence. Um, there's enough for everybody. If, if one of our listeners out there goes, man, you know what? I really resonate with, you know, Randa, you know, wow. I would love to go through that spiritual journey or wow. That's, that's the style I like to go into. Right. We want to mm-hmm. be open to that. We want to have people exposed to what fits them best. And, and it goes back to that fiduciary word that we talked about earlier. What's in mm-hmm. the best interest And sometimes telling the client, no, we will not be a good fit is in their best interest. Right. Yeah. For, for yeah. both of us. Right. And not just for my interest, but for their interest. Right. Yeah. If, I, if I know that, I think uh, off record, um, I think I tagged you in a couple of places. I was like, you know, Randy, this would be good for you. Or like, hey, mm-hmm. Randy, I think this would be good. Or, you know, this may be a good opportunity or whatever it may be, even though I could have pursued it on my own or I could have done it myself. But it's like, yeah. hey, I think this is a better fit for you and what you have. And that's where the universe is going to help you and where God's going to kind of help you, you know, guide you into these spaces, but you have to know where you want to go. 
you have to be able to know your divine purpose to have your eyes and ears open. So when the opportunity does knock, you know, we're there, you know, we're, we, we can hear it and we, we know it's going to uh, benefit us and our ultimate goal to be that 87, 97 year old person, you know, on the back of the porch with lemonade and, you know, generations surrounded, right? Yeah. When you're close, you know, a, you know, end of life, when you're close to your death, you know, my goal and uh, for my clients, it's like, I want you, I do want you to close your eyes. And I do want you to say just what you, how your elder self shared is that was a good life. I had a really good life. And it's not because my financial plan said, I'm going to retire at 65. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like that's not how I was a good, you know, what was yeah, not, this good life, right? Yeah. yeah. Not, 98%, you know, chance of success, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good life. It was a good life. Yeah. Well, all right, Ms. Randall. So it looks like, you know, we went over a lot of information, especially about the spiritual financial planning, you know, your divine purpose and, and giving and humanity and contributions to the world, all the likes. And I know there's people right now scrolling through the description up and down, trying to find your contact information. So if they are in a car or somewhere where they cannot, you know, get to the, um, the description, can you let them know where they can find you and start their own spiritual journey with you? Absolutely. The easiest way to find me, I'm very social. I'm easy to find, but the easiest way to find me is just go to the website, radiantwealthplanning.com. And that has contact information. It has everything about me, podcasts, videos, blogs, everything, you know, that's the one-stop shop. <laughs> well, okay. That's, that's awesome. And I will have all the links in the description. Now I, I said, wait till the end of the podcast. We have a special offering. Miss Randa has been very kind to us. So I want you to turn your radio up just a little bit more, a little volume. I don't know, technology nowadays, you might be able to think it, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I want you to turn it up because she said, and she can correct me if I'm wrong, she said, just for our podcast, as financial advisors say the darndest thing, she is doing a promotion. So for, for everybody out there who's listening, she told us that she's willing to offer a six-month journey without the financial aspect of it for $444. So that yep. is a steal. Normally this is upwards up to 555. That's over a hundred some odd dollar savings. Yep. So if you're worried about, you know, ah, you know, she is giving you a hundred dollars. You know what you can do with a hundred dollars? <laughs> let me, let me tell you, you can go to McDonald's and you can buy 80 cheeseburgers, including taxes, <laughs> and you can feed 80 people. Right. That's a, that's a lot of <laughs> no, because you calculated it. <laughs> you know, you got to add in taxes and then you got gas. You know, it's a financial planner at me, right? <laughs> so but the idea, this will not expire till February 15th, but please go to her website, contact with her before then, because I am not guaranteeing anybody's slot by February 15th. If she is booked, she is going to be booked. So Make sure you go into the description right now, click on her link and let her know that AB Ridgeway Wealth Management sent you. Now, if you're still on here with us, we are going to still have that 30 minute live Q&A right after the show. So if you made this far, congratulations. We want to give you a hand clap of praise <laughs> for getting here, but the show is not over. We're going to be Miss Randa over in the Q&A section where we're going to ask some direct questions to her. Some things that we couldn't get to to the show, we're going to drill down on some of the ideas as far as spiritual journeys are concerned, maybe even some more testimonials about, you know, the clients that she deal with and, and 
we get to engage on a deeper level. And that's what we always want to do here. So I hope that you've been blessed. Do you have anything else that you want to tell the people, Ms. Randa? No, I don't. Thank you. Honestly, genuinely, genuinely. Thank you for having me on. I really, really appreciate this. Thank well, you. You are welcome on my platform anytime. Mm, thank so you. to all of my listeners, I hope that you've been blessed all the way from California to New York and some people all the way in India, believe it or not. But as always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. Um, you can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. And simply visit our website and join our family. I may be Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Daddy, are you done yet? Almost. Why? Can I said come inside. A.B. Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces the podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah and Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion and are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast show should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the darndest things podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decision. Instead, please consult with a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.